Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. I feel like Johnny Fever on WKRP. You sort of look that way, too, when you're <laughs> I, When I'm flying around, you know, usually doing the guitar thing, and an old radio friend of mine uh, who has uh, gone to bigger and better things is Chuck Peters. He is the principal over at Altair, the managing member at Altair Holdings. He is our commercial real estate expert, and we invited him back. For, we're actually going to talk about a very specific thing, Chuck. First off, great to see you in person in the studio. Raise the roof. I am so happy to be here like usual, Joel. And I just want to tell you that the way you moved, it was even faster than Johnny Fever. <laughs> that was cool, man. Well, you know, he he was under the influence, I'm sure, most of those, most you, of those TV shows. If you would have just trusted me, I could have turned the knob. Uh, that's true. I could have I said, hey, turn up the yellow. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we, we just we take these mics on the road with us, and we were at the zoo, so I had a I wasn't all ready to go here. But anyway, welcome back. Thank you. Um, we like to start with the thirty thousand foot view, and we're talking about the availability of rental real estate for residential, residential. So we've had major conversations about uh, what is a class A office space and who's gonna. Who's going to live downtown and, and all this stuff. But I really want to zoom in. But first, we want to look at residential real estate and r- rentals. And so first off, uh, kind of show your, uh, your authority in this thing because you guys rent a lot of residential. Talk about that. Yeah, sure. So Altair Real Estate, um, in addition to all the commercial real estate that we're always talking with you about, Joel, we do have a, a pretty robust multifamily portfolio. And so we we uh, manage a number of different uh, uh, properties around town and, and have been in that residential leasing business for a very long time. I, I actually grew up in that part of the business. My okay. father owned apartments. And so we, um, we, uh, we work for a number of, of large developers in town that, that uh, own units and uh, we manage them on their behalf. And so some of the places that folks may have heard of, Lovell Place, Carriage Hill Apartments, Hope Drive, uh, and, and, and a number of others that, that uh, we manage and rent out. Um, and these are the these are all market rate, or do you do some uh, subsidized? We housing? do um, we do uh, manage what we would refer to as affordable or income restricted, and uh, I left that off the list because yes. that's a whole different world. Right. Um, and we also have some senior housing as well, um, but I I think that where uh, those those units pre pandemic. Uh, and and for decades have been in high demand with lots of folks that need uh, affordable housing, workforce type housing. And so so even pre-pandemic, there were waiting lists for that kind of property in okay. and around our market. But additionally, in all of the hot markets that, that you think of when you think of, of multifamily. So throughout Texas, where you've got, you know, four of the fastest growing cities in the country and throughout Florida and Tennessee with Nashville's growth and uh, all these um, uh, communities that you think of as being very hot. 
they're hot not just in the market rate side, but certainly on the affordable and workforce side uh, as well. As a matter of fact, you can't really build them fast enough. And it's created a lot of uh, challenges in some of those markets where, you know, the, 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 an Amazon will come or a Boeing will come or, or some other large company will come, bring a lot of jobs, and then folks get, get displaced uh, by market rate housing that, that frankly makes more money than some of the affordable or, or uh, income restricted. So, so, so you're saying that, that even in the hot markets, you can't build fast enough. Is there a, because of the pandemic and, so, and some of the supply chain shortages, do you feel that there's also risk averseness to some of these hot markets, or, or are, there, are there willing developers if they could only pull it off? Well, so I, I think that the cost of lumber and those things that you've heard about in the supply chain side, I mean, certainly it, it might affect some of your numbers and how you look at the, the project, but that's, that's not going to stop a project. Okay. Um, you know, that may stop you know, me from remodeling my kitchen or you from putting a new deck on. But uh, if you've got a $100 million project in Orlando, you're not going to stop working because prices went up due to the pandemic. Right. Um, there's there's enough margin there. And certainly we have our own little uh, example of that here in, in, in Erie with what the EDDC is doing and the growth of, of their portfolio. They're not going to stop doing what they were doing because prices went up. Right. They, yeah. I mean, I mean it does you, you would them. hate to be that developer who quoted something a year ago and then now your cost for rebar is right. double. Right. right? Yeah. Mean. And so, you know, I mean, certainly that that's had a chilling effect, I would say, on smaller projects, but not necessarily the real big ones. But so, OK, so you've you've established, if I'm hearing you correctly, that certainly we still we've always will and always have had an a affordable housing shortage but now let's go to the market rate and may, maybe before we do that maybe you should help me understand the levels of housing and i'm going to kind of throw this at you as a layperson you tell me how inaccurate i am but it seems to be there's like there's like really low grade crappy if you will rentals out there that's, that just is what some people can afford in Erie, right? Well, so when I talk about affordable or income restricted, I'm referring to properties that would be within either a state program or a federal program. But so, I'm talking about people that, that they wouldn't even qualify. The, the building would not qualify for Section 8, for example. People are still renting. Sure. In, into those areas. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and they're paying a lot, aren't they, Chuck? I mean, some of these people? Well, as a percentage of their income, certainly. Yes. Um, housing is, in, in, in most cases, a significant part of your income goes to housing. And certainly, if you're um, amongst those that, that, that have the lowest incomes, it's certainly going to be a little more painful to have to pay yeah. those rents. And I mean, you're going to see that, that there is sort of a floor, um, of what's available. And so, you know, it, they could be, they could be units, um, flats, duplexes, things like that, that are, that are in the city that maybe have an absentee landlord that maybe they don't take quite as good care, but it's, it's still, there's going to be a floor. They're still okay. going to get yeah. their, their, um, uh, you know, Pardon me. The yeah, phone. It's fine, I thought it's I fine. had that yeah. silence. No problem. Um, so you know, they're gonna. There's going to be um, a, 
a floor even in those units that maybe aren't of a quality that that you might see if you were able to get into based on your income uh, uh, either a HUD project or a Pennsylvania Housing Finance Authority uh, type type okay. product. Okay. So, so for example, the Boston store with hands. Yes. That's a fantastic property. It's it's mixed use, uh, you know, with some commercial, with some some market rate residential, and then some affordable residential. And those units are of course very, very well taken care of sure. because hands is they're they're pro. They they do it the right way. Um, but in properties like that, and it's why hands continues to grow and build, um, there there are um, a shortage of units, generally speaking. Interesting. All right. So there's there's that bottom level. There is the affordable subsidized housing level. Um, uh, and then there is, uh, what would market rate be above that then? Yeah, I think you would consider, so, so market rate, what that really means is if you look at at the market, yeah. What's kind of the 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 going rate that's out there as a result of of supply and demand, and uh, it's not like our market rate of X dollars a month is, um, you know, the same as the market rate in downtown Buffalo, right? It depends right. on the market. Uh, but like a thousand square feet in Erie is not going to be a thousand square feet in Palo Alto. We know correct. that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but they each have their, their market rate. So um, in the market rate side of things and a Angela Weaver, who's our director of property management and all of the leasing agents work for Angela, she and I were chatting in advance of the show and, and, you know, we're starting to see waiting lists on our market rate really? properties as well. And, and, you know, we're, we're seeing this, if we're seeing this in Erie, imagine in some of those markets where they're growing dramatically now at the beginning of the pandemic things were pretty scary right and people were were leaving big cities and landlords that had excess supply uh in places like new york city and la and 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 chicago and austin and nashville and orlando and tampa and st pete and all these different places uh you saw that rents uh were compressed a bit okay um and as a matter of fact, at one point in the pandemic, there was there was something like uh, seventy billion dollars in rent, market rents that were in arrears. So, Whew. folks that that were, you know, displaced uh, from their their work as a result of the pandemic, uh, whether it was, you know, uh, entertainment related or retail related or restaurant related, um, along with so many others that really had had a tough go of it in terms of employment. All of a sudden, arrears went way up. They were able to avoid being evicted because of some of the, the. Uh, and last time we were here, we chatted a little yeah, bit exactly. about that. But yeah. um, some of the programs that existed. But now, what's happened is we have rebounded so quickly that there's, um, you know, there's there's uh, folks coming back to those markets and they're willing to pay. And then when you add to it, I mean, here's where it gets really interesting. The housing market, which I I know you've chatted with with some of some of my colleagues uh, on the residential realtor side of yeah. things, that are that are going absolutely crazy in Erie and of course in every other market in the country. Uh, that's not that's not accurate. Not every other market, but <laughs> right, in markets most. of a certain size, sure. um, you know, there's there's such a heated housing market that folks are that that maybe thought this would be the year that they'd buy their home. Um, are finding out that 
there's too much competition mm-hmm. uh, and and that they they better rent another year or two. And that's that's an interesting dynamic. Add to that the largest generation that 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 is around right now, right? Uh, the, the millennials. There there um, there are folks that in that cohort that are not necessarily interested in being tied down to home ownership and so you put all that together and you've got kind of the perfect storm for for um uh high occupancy low vacancy and by the way increasing rents so there's there's again it sounds like we could be talking about chicken wings we could be talking about used cars or buying a house rentals the upward pressure on price and the scarcity of product we're normally talking, Chuck, about commercial real estate, and I think you could confidently say, hey, you want a decent Class B office, I could find you a place, right? Yes. But when it comes to, hey, I need 800 to 1,000 square feet, maybe a couple bedrooms, and and uh, not too shabby, and I want it for... Eleven hundred, which would be high and eerie, tip, you know, in in my narrative in my head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would have a hard time finding me a place. Timing's everything, Joel. Um, you know, so much like I say when we're talking about commercial real estate, there's always activity. There's always somebody moving in and somebody moving out. But what what's happening now? And I I mentioned chatting with Angela a bit earlier about uh, some activity, and there's a. There's a unit that uh, that I'm involved with that um, is going to end up being vacant for about 10 days. So where where we would often um, we've never really had vacancy issues in Erie to the extent that you might see in other markets that are that have had some challenging economic times. Okay, but it's been typically because rates have been compressed. Now rates are increasing, and the the turn time the amount of time from when joel moves out and chuck moves in it's really been condensed what 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 was the typical again i'm thinking pre-pandemic pre-boom what was typical? 20 or 30 days so you'd you'd have you'd have a you'd have a dark month uh, and then you'd start making your typically, money again as a landlord it does depend on the product type you know is it is a garden style or lofts like a place like Lovell place which is really cool and trendy yes. right downtown and lots of amenities um, they've always they've always turned more quickly so maybe it was 15 to 20 days okay versus maybe more family style housing where um the, like the 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 owner owns the bottom or the top and no, like you're talking about flats or no 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 no, no. i mean a complex okay. that's designed for families a place like carriage hill off oh, gotcha. of um, cherry street extension where you know you've got a swimming pool and a playground yes, and all this yeah. kind of stuff um those typically because if you're moving your family there's there's different decisions and there's tends to be a little more time in between, but, but we're seeing them compressed. And so now, so I know, uh, you know, I was chatting with our operations folks earlier today who are like, Hey, the salespeople are cranking these apartments so quick that, that, you know, you got to authorize overtime. We've got to be working more because, because there's such a condensed period of, of time to get the old tenant out and the new tenant in. Uh, let's grab a phone call here. Hey, caller, you're live with Joel Natale and Chuck Peters on Talk Erie. Mr. Peters, I have a quick question for you. 
I was listening to one of these talking head uh, financial advice shows, and they were talking about uh, uh, try to explain why a lot of the residential real estate has gone up in price. And they mentioned that uh, big investment firms like BlackRock, uh, Boyd Watterson, and uh, they're buying uh, whole communities and, and, and a lot of residential properties and then renting them out, uh, thereby taking them off the, the market, so to speak, for the, the regular home buyer. And uh, I know Boyd Watterson, if, if I wanted to, well, first of all, is, is that true uh, to your understanding? It is. We haven't seen that in this market, and I'm not sure about whole uh, neighborhoods, but certainly in particular in really high-value real estate in vacation markets, that is absolutely positively happening. There's companies that are doing fractional ownership, and, and it might be a 6 or $7 million home in, in, in you know, like a place like Fort Lauderdale, and and uh, uh, they'll they'll split that ownership amongst maybe – five or six multimillionaires that yeah. just need a place for a few weeks of the year or whatever. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, of corporate money. What about these REITs that. or rights or real estate REITs. investment trusts? Real estate yeah. investment trusts. Yeah. Yeah. That was my yeah. next question. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, REITs are definitely involved in this and that's what it, it, you pronounce it REIT and it's real estate investment trust. Yeah. Um, and they, they, took a beating on the office side, um, you know, throughout the pandemic, because there was a lot of speculation about, will anyone ever go back to work versus uh, going, going into the office? And I think six months ago or so when we chatted, I said, no, I think people will go back to the office. And, and we're seeing that happen to a degree, but certainly, um, so real estate investment trusts are, are, obviously subject to their shareholders approval right and so they are constantly looking for new product types that they're able to consolidate and um you know mitigate well, risk mr peterson in reference to real estate investment trusts there are a lot of different flavors there are real estate investment trusts that uh, just invest in government properties in other words properties that are rented out by government agencies uh, there's real estate investment trusts that uh, just deal in malls, uh, strip plazas, and and uh, uh, sure you know, uh, entertain, entertainment venues and such. So, I mean, how could the, uh, a small investor get on board and take advantage of the, the appreciation in the real estate market? Uh, and in a real uh, real estate investment trust that focuses in on local real estate. So, um, I mean, first of all, I'd suggest any investment like that, you talk to your, you know, your investment advisor and make sure you understand what you're getting involved with. Um, as far as, as it relates to our local uh, market, there's, uh, there's not been a REIT that I've seen that's, that's looked in that, in that single family home, home ownership that you originally asked about. Certainly there are some REITs that have owned, uh, uh medical real estate here locally. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that, you know, if you've never invested in real estate and you would like your portfolio to, to include some real estate, um, you know, that's something that your investment advisor could, could help you with. Um, you know, if you're asking, 
how do I think about, do I take my money and go buy a flat and get into that business or do I? No, no, it's okay. not what I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about more of a, uh, when you're trying to invest your money, there's not a lot of, uh, uh, there's not a lot of investments that are low risk and have a decent return, if you know what I mean. Well, and again, and, remember, it was the REITs that took a beating at the, for the, uh, for the uh, the Great Recession. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm, I'm running out of time. Okay. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks, caller. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the REITs got got killed in 2008. You've all heard me um, talk about um, the, the folks down in Nashville that I've worked with. And, mm-hmm. and if they're listening, hello, because uh, one of the principals is here in town uh, with his, his family vacationing, which is kind of cool. But, I love that. But uh, their, their primary client are REITs that do medical office. And that's an area that continues to be extremely hot. Um, you know, as, as sort of healthcare moves into the neighborhood. Well, and again, uh, you talk to any insurance broker, just the insurer themselves are like, there's a difference whether you get this procedure at the hospital or at a, like you say, a neighborhood surgery center or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I, I would just in closing so that, so that I'm clear in my thoughts on, on this with the investor, it's always good to understand what you're investing in and talk to a professional that, that, uh, that's, that's expert in that area. I really want to dive into my topic because I know I'm going to run out of time with you, Chuck. And, and again, we, we can, we can go into rabbit trails, but I really want to stay focused on this concept of market rate, real estate, meaning rentals, that are becoming more and more scarce with lots of upward rate pressure. And so this is not your um, your grandma's 350 a month flat that she would rent the newlyweds. I mean, I think I mean I mean that's a narrative I grew up with, right? On 18th Street where you know the owner is in the ba- in the first floor, they rent out the second floor and uh, for, you know for very you know, it was an owner-occupied income property, and it was three three fifty a month in the seventies, mind you, or maybe even eighties. I, jeez, th- I think I paid three hundred, three fifty in the nineties for a flat, mm-hmm. which is shocking to me now, because when I look in the paper and I see eight hundred, eight fifty. Is that where the market is for like a thousand feet, twelve hundred feet? Oh, we're for a thousand square feet in a in in one of the complexes. Yeah, um, you're pushing higher than that. Okay, I mean, we 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 have a a, a unit um, that um, that's a I prefer not to say exactly where it's sure. at. It's in a building that everybody listening is aware of. Um, and they do not come up very often, and it's about 650 square feet, and it's renting for 950 a month. Wow! So you know there's there is a, within market rate. You also have to remember there's all of these little uh, micro markets or sub markets within the greater market, right? So Erie County, mm-hmm. as our metropolitan statistical area, if you look, certainly there's going to be a difference in what the rent is in say Northeast Township or Albion or downtown or Harbor Creek, they're going to, you know, it's, and the product type is, is going to, is, is going to weigh 
heavily into what what someone's able to to charge. I want to go back to something you said though about the flat, um, and it sort of ties with the the last caller who was asking about real estate as an investment and should you invest in a real estate investment trust, um, you know, or is that a possibility? Um, that old that old idea of buy a flat when you're young, yeah. and rent out the the upstairs or the downstairs it still makes a lot of sense uh real estate is first of all the the most widely held asset class in the world right so so real estate um is a massive massive market you think about it it touches i've said this before on this show it touches every single human whether you own a home rent a home or are homeless uh the real estate market affects you because um, you're you're either you know let's let's take the example of the of the person that that might have found themselves in in a position of being homeless they're likely going to a shelter well that's yeah. real estate so exactly. so real estate is a very very important part of uh, I would argue anyone's portfolio and that that idea of if you're if you're you know new to the real estate market and you've always wanted to buy that house and it's your first house uh, it it's not a bad idea to look into that. Now, of course, talk to some of my colleagues. Don't, don't take my advice on, on, on this, uh, without talking to some other professionals. But if you are looking for a home and you're having trouble finding that single family home and you might have interest in, in an income property, lots and lots of very highly qualified residential realtors out there understand, um, you know, that market with flats or duplexes and, and they really are a, a, a good investment. Let's talk about the the typical okay uh a nurse lives in Clarion and she's being or he's being recruited uh by UPMC or AHN or Lecom and and they want to they want to move that person uh maybe they're even single they they want to move to Erie and, and they're going to get paid more in Erie to work from one of the hospitals yada 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 how easy is it going to be for them to find a nice apartment in Erie? They'll be able to find it. Um, it's going to require a little bit of work. It's like, you know, deciding to buy a new cell phone. You I mean, I've got a $70,000 a year salary coming to me as a, an RN. I mean, I should be able to find. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll find a place. Um, if you're coming from Clarion in that example, the 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 sticker shock might get you a little bit. You're used to paying the the 650 unit uh, square foot unit that's yeah. going for 950. It's a lecom student that's renting that. That's coming from Boston. Okay, and so they're they 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 saw their numbers go down. Saw their numbers go down. They're like, wow, I uh, this, what a steal. Yeah, footage, exactly. Right? But if you're coming from a smaller market, it could be a bit of, of sticker shock for you because because it's it's going to be more expensive in this market. But there's lots and lots of places. It does require some work. It's no different than anything else you buy. You're going to have to do some research, and um, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to move relatively quickly in this market. There's you know you can go look. You can come and see us and take a look at an apartment. And if you wait two weeks to decide you want the apartment, it will have already been leased and you will be starting over again. So how, how about if I am a brand new, uh, a, a brand new graduate? And I, I, again, I'm throwing some curveballs at you, but I'm just trying to understand, you know, what are, what are the credit risks there? You, you know, uh, uh, are, 
are they able to see the potential in this $70,000 a year wage earner uh, so that they could find something? Uh, but even if they're a 22-year-old that just freshly graduated from Slippery Rock with a nursing degree or whatever, you know? Yeah, right. So once, um, you know, real estate is very highly regulated. and Okay. And therefore, there is there is very, very few reasons that, that you um, – as a landlord could discriminate. And one of those areas is income, but age certainly isn't one of them. Familial status. What about credit rating though? If you don't have credit established. Well, it's, there are times when you might need a cosigner. I have, I have a son who's at, who's a senior at Pitt and I just co-signed on a lease, right? I mean, he doesn't, you know what? I had to do that Yeah, too, right. I mean, for my senior. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly, um, if you don't have any credit history, a landlord absolutely has the right to say, well, I don't know how you're going to pay for this. Yeah. So now if, if, if there's no one to co-sign and there's, proof and verification that you've got your first job at UPMC and you're making $70,000 a year, someone's going to rent to you. Okay. Gotcha. So that yeah. shouldn't be a problem. Um, what about uh, families? Are families a particularly tough thing? I mean, uh, mom, dad, two little ones uh, still not ready to buy their house. Like you mentioned, the the millennials that are just kind of skittish on buying, especially in this in this uh, cutthroat environment yeah. for buying. Yeah, so there's no doubt that that the larger units that might accommodate a, f- a family that's that's a you know, I mean you mentioned they want a couple bedrooms. of kids, yeah, yeah, they want three bedrooms. If you there's going to be less three bedroom units than there are uh, two bedrooms and and one bedrooms and that's when you do start looking creatively it's it's some of the 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 flats and things that that were designed with that in mind a lot of the complexes um weren't designed with that in mind that's interesting and and so um that that can that can be a challenge to find a space large enough for your for your family but but they are available and and again i think that you know the internet has made all of this so much easier you you can so where do you where do you, where should you go i mean is there a, a one stop shop yeah so um i sort of have a love hate with this company but i'll mention <laughs> them on air anyways they 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 uh they uh they definitely are an expensive company for those of us in this business but apartments.com which is owned by costar costar is you've heard me talk about costar in the past as it relates to commercial real estate they also own loopnet yes um they they are um really the 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 largest um apartment finding service out there and so apartments.com is a good place to look to see what's going on um, you know, things like the classified and Craigslist mm-hmm. are, are, are certainly falling uh, behind in some of the other, um, uh, you know, than, than some of the other bigger sites that have bigger budgets for, for marketing. But Apartments.com uh, and, then, and then Zillow is independent. Apartments.com owns probably 50 brands wow. of different what we would call aggregators. Um, they, they basically take a listing and pump it out on the internet in a bunch of different places. Um, uh, Zillow, of course, is another one that would be competitive, but the 800 pound gorilla in the industry is apartments.com. And, and obviously you guys have to pay f- for that. Uh, the, uh, so, so the, so you basically would say that typically 
any transplant shouldn't have major problems. So I want, I want, well, uh, you know, catch me on that. Am I close? Well, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not as easy as it may have once been, um, just because of this weird time that we're all living through. But in general, if you know what you want and you sort of hold yourself to a timeline, um, you should be able to find a place. But as I said earlier, timing is everything. People are coming and people are going. And so there are units that are available, but much like with the house, you're going to have to make a commitment a little more quickly than, than maybe you've had to in the past. All right. I want you to back up again because you're an eerie kid. You've seen the, the arc, the story arc, if you will. Over our well, you're not 50 yet, but uh, you know, real close. <laughs> but I mean, you think about you know your dad was in real estate, you're in real estate, and you think about what the narrative was, and that uh, again things were pretty competitive because there was a lot of inventory that has shrunk, uh, supposedly. Uh, again, as we're as we're looking at this, uh, so that is that is a narrative changer in my mind that. That the the quote uh, where we were in the '90s, where there's lots of uh, a real estate available for rental, is not the case anymore. Do you feel like that developers or individual um, individual uh, landowners or landlords uh, have missed the boat? Are do you uh, do you are you thinking that there's going to be an increase of supply coming online? I mean, we, you know, our we are in a decline population-wise. We've talked about that kind of thing too. Yeah. Where, where, how does this, how, how does this all thread together here, Chuck? Yeah. So, um, I don't know that anyone has missed the boat yet. I mean, uh, companies like Reedman out of out of uh, Rochester that are that that have built the hammocks. Um, you know, they've brought a lot of new product online. Joe Palermo's brought a lot of new product online with Copper Leaf. Um, uh, you know. Um, uh, the Griff, Griffiths at uh, Griffith sure. Properties, who are, are a very important client to us. Um, 1.2 million square feet. Yeah, I think a little more than that at this no? point. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, as Rick has, has handed over the reins to um, his daughter Michelle, they brought on uh, uh, 50 new units at Level Place that didn't exist when, when wow. Steve had it. And then you look at what EDDC is doing and bringing units on. Um, I I think that I think that there's going to be enough supply. That's right, they're at about market. 150 units uh, all told in a couple of years, I think. Yeah, and so you know there there there's going to be supply. I think that what's going to happen is that that those landlords that have not kept up. So if you own five or six or ten units, you better be taking care of them, and you better acknowledge that your that your tenants have options that they maybe didn't have before. And so maybe the real question is, okay, what does that mean to our West Bayfront or best on the east side? Like the the folks, the absentee land landlords that own some product that's not been kept up they're the ones that are going to really feel this from the new supply because there is no doubt about it. We are still shrinking in population, both in the city and in the County. Um, you know, Buffalo's in a similar boat, although they've, they've stabilized, um, 
their county. They're not losing like we have in the county. Same with Cuyahoga County and Lake Counties in, in Ohio. Um, Pittsburgh, really, you know, which we all, and we've talked about this before as well, we all hold up to this high standard. They've stabilized. So, so the city and the county have kind of stabilized. They're not really growing, but they're not really shrinking. So um, we are still in this, this point where, okay, well, if there's still outward migration, how is it that this has been, you know, compressed the way it's been compressed? And I, I, I think it, it's, it's somewhere in that supply chain, there are um, some units that are, that are going to struggle. And those are the ones that are not being taken care of. And I assure you, and uh, that there are, Pro, there are there is product within the city of Erie that is not properly cared for. I was going to say some of this stuff yeah. needs to come offline. Some uh, of the yeah. stuff needs to be gone. Yeah, and and I I think that that you're you're going to see some of that happen as new better product comes online. And I mean I can tell you at, at Level Place we're uh, Michelle's doing new new kitchens because you you recognize that okay in a year and a half there's going to be more competition. We need to do. She replaced like 400 windows last year, um, you know. So the the responsible property owners are are going to continue to reinvest and 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 um, you know stay on top of this. But somewhere in that yeah. hierarchy of units, there are going to be some that just simply need to to go away. What are your hot properties? Mercantile building is that sold out? All of our properties are hot. <laughs> Uh, I mean, level places. Aside, I mean, we're is hot. we're I mean, we're at virtual capacity. So, good Lord. so when I talk carriage about house, carriage hill, carriage hill, Hope yeah. Drive, uh, Parkside Common, St. James, uh, um, Holy uh, all of them. I mean, they're and then and that's not even talking about the income restricted properties. Yeah, waiting lists on those things. So, I can't stress enough that if you're in the market for for a unit, know what you want know what you can afford, and be ready to make a decision. I want you to talk to the HR recruiter. What should you be telling them? Because I go I go to CareerLink, and there's 200-plus jobs at UPMC. Not all of those are going to be filled by an eerie person. You know, there's over 150 jobs at AHN. There's like... I mean, Dollar General has 103. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. there's 2,600 jobs. They're not all going to be filled by eerie people. What should an AHR recruiter be doing in working with folks like you to say, hey, I, I've got a hot lead on that on that nurse from Clarion, right? So um, I, if, if I'm speaking with an HR manager and they're looking at, massive hiring and they need to provide this type of service as an as an amenity there are a number of really highly qualified residential realtors that that understand both the the rental market and the the sales market and so i i just um i just gave her a, a referral to uh, Leslie Jaglasi, who um, uh, used to work with us many years ago when she was starting her career. She is, she is fantastic. Um, recommended her to, you know, we did this, this deal, big news, very exciting that truck light uh, is moving their headquarters to knowledge park at Penn state. And, and uh, there are folks looking to both rent and buy, you need a good 
partner that 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 does this and so certainly i mean shameless plugs for altair the product that we represent you know you can you can call us up and we're gonna work really hard to get you into that product but sometimes you know if we don't have anything available you, you know you're gonna need someone who's your advocate that's gonna help guide you through it um so they have to hoof it and try to find you the place it's you're gonna have to you're gonna i mean it's it's a reality that 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 the apartment search process requires a little bit of work I, i'm getting i'm getting this sense you. that th- this whole thing is requiring much more best practice than you than you going on craigslist like th- everybody has to up their game when it comes to uh, getting a decent market rate, Brennell. It's really surprising to me, Joel, the number of folks, and we'll we'll do you know we'll do these these leadership uh, meetings with with our company's leadership, and you'll hear some of the 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 stories of folks that come in and say, well, okay, what is it that you're looking for? Well, I'm looking for you know either a one bedroom or a two bedroom or a three bedroom. Oh, okay. And what's your budget? Well, it's anywhere from 500 to 1500 and they don't know what they can afford. They don't know what they really want. And it's, 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 you know, like, it's amazing. If you were going to go buy the newest iPhone or the newest, you know, Google pixel or whatever it is, you know, people will put countless hours into researching that and making notes and deciding which model they want and what they're going to pay and how much storage. And, and meanwhile, you're, you're making this decision on either buying a home or, or renting a home and you really aren't clear on what you want. Wow. And that's important if, because, because the professionals, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned a few names. There are so many. Hold on. Keep, keep talking. That was my mistake. So many good, um, uh, professionals that can help, but they they need you to know what you want for them to help you. <laughs> they need yeah. you to know what you want. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to kind of have this all figured out. Right on. Oh, my gosh. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts about the – I mean, is this – I'll ask you about buying for a second here. Um, I, you know, I, couldn't, I couldn't ask the realtors to say this is not a good time to buy, but – it scares the heck out of me to think that people are paying the kind of multiples over asking price or asking. I, I saw a house that uh, is coming in under on taxes at about one fifty one seventy. They're asking two fifty for it. I'm like, I I would never do that. Yeah, I mean, go into your home buying process with with eyes wide open, right? Yeah. Like, you know, interest rates are. There's a few things driving that. I I think um, very very low interest rates. So sure. So it does give you more buying power. Mm-hmm. And then I think if you know if if you're a, a family of five and you you know you got your seven thousand dollars in stimulus and another, uh, you know. 3000 the first time and and you'd already saved up some money well maybe you maybe you can stretch a little bit yeah. i you know we started this company and originally all we did was distressed real estate for for large developers or lenders and um i have seen so many folks overextend on real estate that it's it's something that 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 i would personally never do um, I think you just have to be really aware of, of um, you know, what what you truly can afford. And if you can afford an appropriate, I mean, 
20% down payment. Yeah. I'm, I'm never a big fan of, of, of what was going on pre 2008, yes. but as long as you can, you can really truly afford that down payment and your, your income is stable enough that you um, can afford those payments on whatever interest rate you're able to get. Well, maybe it's not the end of the world to stretch a little bit. You don't, um, you don't really see the commercial guys stretching right now. There's, there's th- th- this does not exist on the office or uh, or retail side is this does this well I normally and we could we could chat about the commercial side I didn't prepare the no stats no no to talk I, I, I'm to down about, to my but, last minute yeah but but, yeah. but generally speaking commercial is 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 um, not quite as hot as as residential but there's not a ton of product available seriously in the wow. Wow. We just, I mean, truck lights, a 30,000 square foot project, right? So 30,000 square feet that was available is now off just got market. gobbled up. So interesting. Yeah. And again, you hear EDC is going to announce who's going to be the main tenant at fifth and state. You, you know, they've already got lots of activity going on with their residential their and their, I mean, and, and you, you start multiplying this, you start going down eighth street and, and those are starting those availabilities are starting to go away. We're on the rebound. It got, it's got to make you agree. hopeful. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that Erie's got a lot of th- good things going on, and it was fun this morning to, to take a walk uh, with this client of mine and friend uh, who, who's in town and, and sort of see the city through a new person's eyes, right? And, and it's really our Bayfront has been transformed. It's mm. beautiful. Lots of exciting things going on downtown and throughout the county. Good stuff. Chuck Peters, Altair Holdings, always appreciate your expertise. Thanks for having me, Joel. It's always good to see you, and it's great to be back in the studio. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.